spookies, and welcome back to the Appalachian Spooky Hour podcast, or just welcome if you're new here. I'm Sam, your host. Um, The weather's a little rough here again tonight, so if you hear any funky background noise, that's what it is. Alright, we're going to dive straight into tonight's episode in the off chance that the weather gets worse. Don't want to lose power in the middle of this, so let's dive in. In Spookies, tonight I'm taking you to visit a place near Asheville, North Carolina, which if you listened to our past episode, I'm trying to remember, um, we've had a recent episode that also took place in Asheville, um, and a couple of others before that, so Asheville's a hopping paranormal hotspot, y'all, but this particular place is known as Helen's Bridge. So grab yourself a drink, get yourself a little snacky, settle in, because this is a very sad story of a woman who's still looking for her daughter long after her death. At 201 Bowcatcher Road, we're going to assume it's pronounced Bowcatcher, it is spelled that way, could be Bowcatcher, depending on how you pronounce the beginning part of the word, but we're going to go with Bowcatcher Road which is located on Bowcatcher Mountain. There's an arch bridge there at 201 Bowcatcher Road that's made of quarried stone. It was built in 1909 and provided access to nearby Zelandia Mansion. Again, with these names, I think it's Zelandia. That's the only way I can see to pronounce it. So we're going to go with that. Um, So this bridge was built to access Zelandia Mansion And it was at the time known as Zelandia Bridge. Now, this bridge spans about 50 feet over the roadway below. And actually, it's quite beautiful to look at. Like, you guys, um, there is a picture on the episode cover for this episode. um, But do yourself a favor and look this up once you're done listening. Because it really is quite beautiful. I would love to see it in person. Um, But something to kind of remember is that the beauty of it becomes a bit kind of lackluster once you hear the story of Helen. So here's what we sort of know about Helen herself. She was said to be in her mid-30s and had supposedly moved to Asheville to sort of start her life over. She'd brought along her infant daughter and the two settled into a home in the area The story goes that while cooking a meal, a large fire broke out and it spread super fast. Like, we're talking a very quick spreading fire. Helen rushed to her daughter's bedroom to try to save her, but ultimately failed to do so. Helen herself passed out from smoke inhalation and she just never made it to the infant in time. Firefighters of the time were able to rescue and resuscitate Helen, but her daughter unfortunately perished in this fire. It was after waking up and hearing about the passing of her daughter that Helen began what can best be described as an absolute downward spiral, which I mean is understandable after enduring such loss, especially after you came to a place in hopes of finding something better for you and your child, starting new, and having just this tragedy kind of bequeathed upon you out of nowhere. Now, I feel it's important 
to share here that there was a second story about what supposedly happened, or rather what was the, you know, catalyst for Helen's mental health decline. Some folks say that she'd been living in the Zelandia mansion and that she had an affair with someone while living there. I'm assuming a member of the family who owned the home. Um, the story goes that she became pregnant with this man's child and that is when he rejected her. The man was never specifically named and he just remains a mystery. But that's one of the alternative stories that's given leading up to what happened next. The shame of being an unwed mother in this case was just too much for Helen to take. So the two stories do have something in common. There was a child involved in some capacity. So that makes me wonder at the heart of what supposedly happened here if there was a child of some sort, whether it was a living, breathing infant or, you know, she just found out she was pregnant. I don't know, but that's kind of the thing that ties them both together. Despite what happened in the lead up, what is universally accepted as truth is that Helen, distraught with grief, hung herself from the bridge. Regardless of why, you know, a woman took her own life in a very public and gruesome way, and any way you slice it, that is just honestly devastating. After Helen's untimely death, a lot of strange things began to happen around the bridge, so much so that it remains a hotspot for paranormal investigators and just fans of the paranormal to check out for themselves. Some folks do believe that Helen herself can be seen near the bridge looking for her child. And then she just disappears without a trace. Others say that she'll wander around talking about the day she lost her daughter before vanishing. Both are terrifying. I hate it. One part of the paranormal aspect that really interests me, though, is all the reports of car trouble at the bridge. Some folks claim to have their car battery die while on the bridge itself. Some have reported that it happened days after they visited the bridge. A lot of folks who visit the bridge in hopes of a paranormal experience often report car trouble either during the visit or immediately after but the battery draining seems to be the most common phenomenon. I find it interesting because, you know, some believe, and I'm one of them, that spirits can drain batteries to give themselves energy. It seems to happen frequently in very haunted places when investigators are working, you know, cameras and other equipment will sometimes just die the freshly charged or installed batteries just drain. But, you know, <laughs> it's a strange kind of observation to make in this situation because they're car batteries. They're obviously much larger than those inside of a camera or an EMF meter. And to be honest, this isn't one of those things where I could find numbers for this um, anywhere. 
so I can't definitively say, oh, 10 out of 20 people who go to Helen's Bridge have car trouble. You know, just I read several reports about it online, and honestly, this is... While I do find it interesting in the in the aspect of the paranormal, like, oh, how wild, you know, you have a lot of reports of electronics being drained of their power, their batteries. Weird that people who visit here report their car battery draining, but at the end of the day, I think we can admit that this part is probably more coincidence than anything else. There have been reports, too, from some who've passed over or under the bridge while walking that are also kind of interesting. Um, they've reported seeing shadowy figures moving back and forth out of the corner of their eye, um, or the sound of distant screaming, which I find interesting. There is a belief that while Helen is one of those haunts at the bridge, that there are other darker spirits at work. Hence the bit about your car breaking down after you've already left the area. I've even seen some claims of monstrous figures seen lurking in the dense brush around the bridge. There's even been people who've reported being slapped, punched, scratched. You know, clearly very volatile entities at work. A lot of people who visit try to provoke Helen into appearing. It's said that if you visit the bridge at night and say her name three times, that she may or may not appear. She seems to come and go at her own discretion, but that doesn't stop people from attempting it. It's sort of a try it at your own risk sort of thing. Like, do you really want to conjure up the spirit of a distraught mother who could kill your car battery and leave you stranded? Um, I'm gonna assume here that they snagged the say her name three times and she'll appear thing from the classic Bloody Mary. Um, that's a very common, um, horror trope now at this point, saying a name three times. Candyman, you know, it's been in movies. I'm sure at some point, most of us at a sleepover with our friends when we were kids did Bloody Mary, light as a feather, stiff as a board, which is also where you repeat incantation. I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see me, but, um, you guys get the gist. Um, I don't know. The part about these other shadowy figures and these monstrous creatures lurking almost makes you wonder if all the activity happening around the bridge has drawn in something else. You know, Helen killed herself there. That's the crux of the story. We are to believe that this woman named Helen was either pregnant with a child or had already lost her child, was maybe scorned by her lover, her affair partner. We don't know for sure. Um, to be honest, we don't know for sure that Helen is real, but going off of just the oral tradition, the folk lore passing down tradition, storytelling in Appalachia, there's probably a grain of truth. I can absolutely believe that this woman hanged herself here. So she died in this very horrible way. She was clearly very distraught, as anyone is, you know, if motivated to take their own life. Something's very wrong. Um, you know, people are coming here and purposefully trying 
to invoke a spirit and you need to be careful because you don't know if you're getting Helen or something that's just attracted to all this activity. It's just like, oh, you know, I'll pop up. Like, doesn't sound like the smartest move. Especially when you consider that sometimes the car problems and whatnot happen after you get home. Yeah, that to me sounds like maybe you've invited something to tag along with you and you might come to regret that sooner rather than later. I don't know, but I think you guys get my gist. So it is worth noting that while you think you're calling out a harmless spirit, which Helen is thought to be, you could be bringing something else out. I don't think anyone really wants to do that. So please, please, please be so careful if you're going to not just go here, but go anywhere. Um, at the end of the day, take steps to protect yourself. If you don't know what those steps are, hook up with people in the paranormal community who can help you. Um, and maybe I sound like a quack right now if you don't believe in that sort of thing. And that's fine. You know, I, I believe in some of it. I take everything with a grain of salt, but having had my own experiences frames my thought process, but, um, protect yourself. You don't want to bring out something dark that you can't deal with. And you especially don't want it coming to your house. I've read in a few places that the bridge is now off limits. I'm not entirely sure about that, but um, look into it if you plan to visit Helen's Bridge. The Zelandia Mansion has been turned into a museum, so I can't imagine the bridge is closed as that's how you get there, but they might, you know, patrol the area to keep a handle on folks who come there to fiddle around after dark. If you plan to visit... Look into whether or not the bridge is accessible to those who aren't crossing it and what the rules are. You don't want to get a big fat fine for ghost hunting. Trust me on that one. <laughs> Learned all about that in Gettysburg. You just don't want to do it. If you do visit, take friends and perhaps go on foot. You know, avoid that whole car trouble thing. It's best to visit late at night if you're really hoping to drum up something spooky. It's been over a hundred years since the tragedy that befell poor Helen, but this still remains one of the most haunted spots in the Asheville area. Even if you don't go in hopes of spotting a spirit or two, the bridge really is quite beautiful and would be worth checking out. Maybe even check out the museum and, and get a look at this mansion. Um, I admittedly didn't look much in to the mansion itself, I was only interested in Helen's story and the bridge and the part that it played. Um, so yeah, guys, if you go here, just be cautious. Listen to the locals. Maybe ask around if it's okay for people to be around the bridge at night. Um, don't hinder traffic. If you're going to drive, park off the road properly. Like I said, ask around, find out about any ordinances or anything that might prohibit you from being there legally because cops in these places and people on patrols of different kinds, security guards and whatnot, take their jobs very seriously. Respect the rules um, because you really don't 
want to pay hundreds of dollar fine potentially or even spend a night in jail for trespassing and whatnot just depending on what the rules are like anytime you go anywhere guys to do any kind of paranormal investigation that's not an overnight at a place that specifically has you there for the explicit purpose of being inside all night with your ghost hunting gear and whatnot if you're just going somewhere like Helen's Bridge or anywhere else that's you know outside cemeteries battlefields anything like that know the rules especially places like Gettysburg and other battlefields and whatnot they do not want you there after sundown and they will have people patrolling trying to find you they will find you and you could get you know kicked out and banned from places but like the park service just don't do it it's not worth it so if Helen was real and I've not been able to drudge up any other facts on her including her last name like I already mentioned to you guys then yes I can see this being a true haunting the love of a mother runs deep and if she did indeed lose her child in just such a tragic way I can believe that she would end her own life she likely felt immense guilt for not being able to save her daughter but also for being the one who lived that kind of guilt runs so deep guys deep enough for someone to kill themselves and deep enough for it to keep them tethered to earth long after death survivor's guilt is real absolutely real you know we hear about it every day from uh, unfortunate things that happen in the world and I can believe that there could be enough energy behind that guilt to keep you hanging on by whatever means it is that's keeping you here and that's a horrible thing to imagine so you know poor Helen no matter what part of the story was true if she had a child who perished in the fire or you know if this man you know gave her the boot and was just like I don't want you I don't want this baby like get the hell out or whatever however it shook out I'm sure even if she was pregnant and was planning to kill herself she probably preemptively felt some guilt there um but either way Helen was clearly a tortured soul even though they say that her spirit is quite kind you know she's not a malicious entity but I don't know if you go out and check out Helen's bridge maybe don't try to prod her out either just see if she comes and accept it if she doesn't eh, you had a cool night ghost hunting win-win that is all for this one spookies the storm is a raging overhead um possible tornadoes tonight love global warming just love that for us but um i'm gonna leave you with some you know all your thoughts about helen's bridge 
drop us some comments on our social media, on our Instagram, or in the comment section of, you know, wherever you listen to this podcast. Also, don't forget, we always want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your stories. Go over to the Appalachian Spooky Hour website. I'll link it down below. There's a submission tab. Click it. Tell us your story. We want to hear what freaky paranormal stuff you guys have encountered. Strange. Weird. If you saw a dog man digging in a dumpster, we want to know. So just hit us up. But until then, Spookies, please remember, don't go outside alone after dark.